Hey guys, and welcome to The Messy Table, where life is not always perfect, but one thing's for sure, God is at work in the mess. I'm Jen Jewell, and honestly, I'm just super honored that you're taking time out of your day, or as you go about your day, to join me. Although yes, it would be even better if we could do this face-to-face, maybe with coffee and say pumpkin bread. I don't know, just throwing that out there. If this is your first time listening, you might be wondering why is it called The Messy Table? Well, for me, that's where real life happens. That's where my people huddle together, where we feast and share life, where we talk about our highs and lows, the good stuff, and yes, the hard stuff. So wherever you are coming from today, whether you're single, married, wrangling kids, tearing up the corporate world, enjoying life to the fullest, or maybe if you're honest, you're going through a pretty tough season, you are welcome in this space. About every other week, I chat with ordinary yet amazing women who are just doing their thing and allowing God to use their unique stories, gifts, struggles, experiences to point us all back to God. And today, you're listening to episode number 15 as I chat with my friend, Jenny Collier. Jenny is a wife, mom of two, creative entrepreneur, and owner of the adorable online clothing boutique, Gray Monroe. She's smart and a go-getter, yet also warm, down-to-earth, and lives an intentional life. We cover lots of great stuff in this conversation, from what inspired her to start her own business to some personal trials she's faced and what got her through. You're going to love it, I promise. So grab your coffee, pull up a chair, and join us at the messy table. Hi, Jenny. Hi. Welcome to the messy table. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here. So I've had about, well, several people ask me for you to come on and they've been waiting to hear your story. And so you have some fans out there, just so you know. Thank you. That means so much. (laughs) Well, before we kind of get started, would you just tell everyone about you and about your family and kind of your world? Sure. My name is Jenny Collier and I am mom to Hudson Gray, who is eight, Ella Monroe, who is seven, and a wife to court of almost 11 years. Woohoo. And I own the online clothing boutique called Gray Monroe. Yeah, which is so adorable. Thank I have you. several things, but I, I want to I want to get more. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a struggle. <laughs> Even right. for me. I was going to say since you're owner, yes. is it hard to not want to just oh. get everything? Yes. In the beginning I did. I took one of everything <laughs> and I quickly learned I cannot do that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of Gray Monroe, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about what it is and how you started it. What kind of inspired you to get started? Sure. Actually, my high school dream was to own a clothing boutique. And uh, when I went to college, my major was fashion merchandising, and my parents quickly talked me out of that. They said that, what are you going to do with a fashion merchandising degree in Oklahoma? <laughs> so I think it's really funny where I ended up. That, that, is that kind of would have been useful instead mm-hmm. of my business degree. Mm-hmm. But, but you're using both, yeah, really. So. Right, right. So I got married and had children, and I felt like I sort of lost touch with my dreams, to be honest. And my children are very close in age. And I went through what I call the trenches of motherhood. I was juggling way too many things and just didn't care for myself. Mm-hmm. And I learned my lesson very quickly with that. And so I um, started exercising and dressing in a cute outfit. And I realized how much better of a wife and mom I was because of it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt my passion for fashion come back a little bit. And so as far as starting the business... I actually 
heard from God when I was on a vacation in California with my family. I don't Man, t- I hear from God in California too. Right? <laughs> I don't take time to be still very often. Yeah. And so um, I just, it was so strange and out of the blue because I hadn't ever, I mean, it wasn't something that I had been planning for a long time. It was like, mm-hmm. this is what you're supposed to do. And so I came home from that vacation, wow. bought a domain name and opened my business a few weeks later. So it just kind of popped into your yes. mind. Right. It was so crazy. So Gray and Monroe are your kids' middle names, as you mentioned. Right. Do they think that's pretty cool? Yeah. They think it's their their business. Well, (laughs) in a way, kind of. Eventually, (laughs) hopefully. So they kind of inspired you, really, to start it. Yes. They did. That's awesome. So before this, you were kind of blogger, photographer, creative. You did a bunch of different things. What did you do kind of before? I worked, um, we lived in California for a few years and I worked in real estate and doing title insurance. Mm. (laughs) So a very different career. Mm -hmm. I never considered myself actually to be creative at all. I remember when my husband and I got together, um, he was very athletic and my sister was a figure skater. And so they were just both Mm-hmm. very, um, creative. And I just felt like I set goals and I go after them and I just, I'm very type A. Mm-hmm. And so it was funny. I feel like I didn't really become creative until I was in my thirties. So do you think it was just always there and you hadn't really opened that door? And I don't think I had had time really. right. <laughs> I'm going to college and working mm-hmm. full time and then mm-hmm. going right into a career. And, uh, when we moved Back to Oklahoma, my husband and I actually bought a roller skating rink. And so I had a little bit more time then to kind of dive into the creative world. And that at that point, it was a time in my life where I was planning a lot of parties and showers for friends mm-hmm. and just kind of started getting a little more creative. Yeah. And finding out what I love to do. And mm-hmm. yeah. Well, how do you kind of balance work, family, real life? And, and we say here at the messy table that balance really is a myth. Correct question would be, how do you juggle it? How do I juggle? Um, Like I said, when I was working and doing the skating rink and having two babies at home, I felt like I was a mess. I just didn't know. I didn't spend quality time with my children. Mm -hmm. And I was with them all day, but I was busy doing other things. And so I went through a point when I started this business that I had set office hours. That was very important to me Mm. that I was done by 5 p.m. and I did not answer work emails. I didn't check my email. I didn't. That's good. Um, and I took the weekends off. Mm-hmm. So that's very important to me. I feel like that's realistically the only way that I can balance things is by setting boundaries. Setting boundaries. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd be back on my laptop after the kids go to oh, bed. Yeah, because you can't shut off your no. business mind. <laughs> I think it's hard for really whatever area of life someone's in. Right. It's hard to shut it off in general. Yes. Um, so what are kind of the best and hardest things about running your own business? Definitely connecting with all of the women that we do. Um, I love seeing a woman's self-confidence boost when they mm-hmm. feel good in something. Yeah. We do monthly sip and shop events where girls come in and just seeing it. I don't get to see it a lot where you know, the smile on a woman's face when she feels good in something right, because everything's done online. online. Yeah. But, uh, we get a lot of sweet messages from ladies mm. who, who say how good that they feel in our clothes. And that, that means a lot. The hardest thing definitely is juggling all of the things that are important to me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't feel like I'm doing it right. And then other times it's, it's a, it's either one or the other. It's mm-hmm. like I'm in business mindset or right. 
mom mindset. Mm -hmm. And I'm lucky enough to wear... Over the summers, I try to be in mom mode most of the time and only work a couple of days a week. And now that the kids are back to school, I'm mm -hmm. full -time it's a little working. easier. Yes. Right? What are kind of the behind the scenes as far as where the lines kind of maybe aren't as concrete and they kind of blur together? Um, I have a couple of virtual assistants, and that's always tough because I feel like I'm, you know, they're they're texting me mm -hmm. with questions and. It, it was social media as their job. It doesn't shut off. You can't tell somebody on social media, oh, we end at five o'clock. Or yeah. if we do, we all, don't work on the weekends. Yeah. So. And all of our stuff goes live at 8 p.m. And mm -hmm. so that makes it tough where mm -hmm. if we have questions or a problem with something, that's what. And do you do 8 p.m.? Is that when more people are on and looking? Yes. Okay. And so okay. everything's scheduled to go live, but you know, we have mishaps where mm -hmm. <laughs> something will forget to click something. And, you know, it's tough, but. They are very respectful of my of my office hours, and so they try to handle a lot of it themselves, which I appreciate. But mm -hmm. there are times where, you know, real life and business life right. blend together. Sure. So. Oh, yeah. I, we didn't talk about how we know each other, but yes. we actually met at the Life Church Jinx campus. Yes. And yep. then our kids go to the same school, and Hallie yes. and Hudson were in the same first grade class. Yes. Yeah. Your kids so are fun. so adorable. So we were talking earlier about how they're in a bunch of activities now, yes. and there's sports, and there's school, and there's church, and there's life, and there's family, and there's just normal things like yes. groceries, and mm -hmm. picking up the house, and yes. you know, taking out the trash like I was doing whenever you got here. Yes. <laughs> um, so do you have any kind of secrets of things that work for you oh, to yeah. make it all happen? Yes. Um, the crock pot is my friend. Oh man, <laughs> me too. Yes. Yeah, so we're in a very busy season of life where it's our first bout with sports. Hudson mm -hmm. does competitive speed skating. And so we travel for his sport and then Ella is doing tumbling and cheer and my kids do Kumon. So there's activities every single day of the week the after school. Mm -hmm. So meal prepping and crock pots and Walmart grocery pickup. Yes. Amen. I'm also loving, we live kind of out in the country. And so, well, not, I mean, we live in, I live in a neighborhood, but it's, <laughs> it's way out here and not many things deliver. So I discovered that Instacart is now delivering to our neighborhood and it's like, like Uber for groceries. Okay. I was going to say, I feel a little oh. naive, but I don't know what Instacart is. It's, it, you can shop at Reesers and Costco and Whole Foods on an app and they'll be delivered to your house like within an hour. Delivered to your house. You don't pick it up. Right. Oh, come it's on. amazing. <laughs> Hmm. I've been doing it several times a week. I mean, I love me some Walmart pickup, but... <laughs> yes, it's, it's not free, though, so yeah. I definitely do my Walmart pickup yeah. and then the in-between stuff. Well, they say this is the next big thing, that yes. everything's going to that. It's, it's like... a lifesaver. I mean, I think about how much time I used to spend going to the grocery store mm -hmm. and making just a few clicks on the computer. Yep. so nice. So what are your favorite meals to make for kind of just an everyday night with your busy family? Um... We do a lot of Mexican food, so yeah. we'll do, I'll do carnitas or something in the crock pot mm -hmm. and make it really easy to pull together at the end of uh, the day, right. or pot roast, and this time of year we do a lot of soups. Yes. It's hard over the summer. We I don't use my crock pot a lot, mm -hmm. but this time of year I think it's a lot easier. A little more, too. yeah. We, did, we had crock pot chicken ranch tacos last <gasps> night, yeah. and... Didn't you say that you use Mix and Match Mamas? Yes. Um, my sister-in-law got me her cookbook last year. Yes. And so I use several things from out of there. Hudson, we call them Hudson's Favorite Tacos. They're the pesto spinach turkey tacos. <gasps> I haven't tried that. They're delicious. Okay, I'm going to try that. We like the, um, what is it? It's the chicken apple 
like Hawaiian sandwiches. Ooh. It's really good. Again, super easy. Saute up some onions and yeah. Oh, they're, they're it's barbecue apple chicken. Something like that. Wow. Anyway, try it's it. good. <laughs> it's really good. So thank you, Shayshul, for yes. that. We appreciate it. She's coming out with a new cookbook all about crock pot. She Is sent she? it to me the other day. What? Yes. I'll have to send you a few recipes. Nice. <laughs> Come on. Right up our alley. So you have told me in the past that you didn't become a Christian until you were an adult, which I love. So how did you kind of come to that decision? What led you there? Well, uh, Laura Casey has these goal-setting sheets called power sheets. Yeah. At the time, I didn't know Laura, and uh, a friend of mine had mentioned them. So I checked them out. I love goal-setting and Mm -hmm. all of that. And these were a little bit different. So you basically take a look at the last year of your life and what worked, what didn't work. And you kind of weed out, you know, I had a huge long list of what wasn't working in my life. Mm -hmm. And then you take a look at where you would like to be when you're 80 and who you want to Mm. be and what you would like to have accomplished. And realistically, the path that I was on was not going to get me to the woman that I wanted to be at 80. Mm -hmm. And so I just started praying and it was foreign and strange to me at first, and I just kept praying and, and talking to God, and mm-hmm. it changed my life. I started going to church. Um, a few months later, it was actually, a, I became a Christian, I would say, probably five months or so before the Jinx campus opened. Okay. And so I was there like wow. the first weekend. That's when I started going to church was when Aww. the Jinx campus opened. So. So is that just a whole new world for you? I mean, obviously yes. grew up. Um, now, did you grow up in California or just your no, husband? No, just my husband. Okay. I grew up in Kansas. In Kansas. So you were still no. kind of in the Bible Belt. So you yes. were around yes. churches. Would you have said before, like, oh, I kind of believe in God? No, or I just... No, I went to church um, as a teen in youth group. But realistically, I just went to hang out with my friends. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and I went to a Pentecostal church. That's where all my friends went. And so it was just different for me. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I was not raised in church at all. My parents didn't go to church. I went to a Christian preschool. Mm-hmm. But So what no. was, obviously, Laura's power sheets, what was it about that that kind of made you go, huh? Like what kind of made you do some soul searching? I, I mean, our marriage was in a point where... It was struggling. You know, mm-hmm. we were having a hard time connecting. We we're parents of new babies. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, I think feel like that's sort of normal in that right. stage. Um, Make you kind of look outside of yourself and go, yeah. okay, is there more to life yeah. than this? Right. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was a great mom when I when my children were born. And I think it was because my kids are back-to-back in mm-hmm. age. And I was jugg- I was I had launched a photography business when Hudson was six months old. Wow! So and I was blogging and mm-hmm. doing all of these things, still working with my husband. You know, doing the behind the scenes for the skating rink, mm-hmm. and I just felt like I had all these balls in the air, and yeah. I didn't know how to normalize my life and love on my family. And I just felt like maybe that was the answer was mm-hmm. just to start praying, and I just felt like I needed some guidance. So. Mm. That's so cool. So how do you, would you say that your faith now influences your family, your business, kind of all of the above? I think it influences my family by definitely putting them first. There's been a huge shift from where I was to where we are now. Yeah. And it's, it's super important for me to spend that time with them in the evenings and prioritize them above everything else. Mm-hmm. 
And as far as my business goes, kind of the same thing, just loving on our customers, even mm-hmm. when we don't feel like it, right. even when those hard when meat emails come in, <laughs> someone's being grumpy. Yes. Um, there's actually a funny story. There was a lady that um, was very upset about the fabric content of this particular piece. It was before I started listing what the, what the items were made of. Oh, okay. And so that's why I do that now because <laughs> she was, you're going to know what you're getting. Yeah. She was, no complaints. She was heated. And so I responded to her email with as much love and grace as I could muster. Mm -hmm. And she actually emailed me back the next day and apologized and was like, I'm so sorry for the way that I treated you. I can't believe you responded the way that you did. And I had had a bad day at work and just took it out on you. And I'm so sorry for that. And it just helped solidify our need to go above and beyond to be kind because you never know what somebody's walking through. You don't. So. Oh, that's so true. I love that. Yeah. That is so great. <laughs> well, one thing I love about um, just all the different hats that you've worn over time and becoming you know, a believer in Christ and all that, that I think it, again, just shows that it's not as much about what you do, but about who you are. Yes. Um, so I think to anyone listening to just pay attention to what lights you on fire and then do it for the glory of God and use it to make his name known in different ways. You know, I think so many times we think of, say, the Proverbs 31 woman is like this perfect homemaker. And no, if you actually read through, I mean, she was crazy. She did all kinds of things. She was getting (laughs) up early. She was making clothes. She was a business owner. She's buying fields and trading them and selling them and doing all these different things. And so I think that, you know, it's not so much about what you do, whether you are at home with your babies right. or whether you are in the corporate world just climbing the ladder or yes. whether you are you know, doing something creative. No matter what it is, that it can all be used for the glory of God, sure. whether you have a banner over your name or not. You right. know? I actually um, I attended quite a few uh, Christian conferences over mm-hmm. the last few years, mm-hmm. and one of them was called the Influence Conference. Mm-hmm. And my friend Jess Conley was speaking, and she said something that stuck with me for years. She said, your life is your ministry. And mm-hmm. I love that because it it just helps remind me that in the day-to-day mundane tasks that Absolutely. you're influential. So mm-hmm. I, I like that. Jess. I know. So she wrote, co-authored Wild and yes. Free, and then she's coming out with a new book. Yes. It's called Dance, Stand, Run, I believe. I believe. I can't so, remember the title. We need to get our hands on an early copy or something and try to read it. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. So um, over your lifetime, I'm sure that you've faced some difficult things. What's something that you've gone through? Um, My husband and I actually, about two and a half years ago, were on the path to divorce, honestly. Mm. Um, We were really struggling I was headed to another Christian women's conference called Hope Spoken Mm -hmm. for the weekend, and I had told him before I had left that I wanted him to be out when I returned on Sunday, and I was just done. He wanted to work things out and told me that he would go to counseling, he would go to church with me. Let me actually back up, because um, I did say that I've been a Christian now for almost like four and a half years, five years, Mm -hmm. and... Um, I went to church alone. My husband did not grow up in church. He was considered himself an atheist. My children were not allowed to go to church. He thought that it was brainwashing them if mm. I took them to church with me. And so that was very difficult, uh, walking through all of that. And so 
when he had said that he would go to church, that was, I honestly thought in my head, that would be like a two week thing. It would be over. Mm -hmm. He's, he's not telling me the truth that, you know, he would do anything to work on this, just trying to lure me back in. And my, one of my best friends, Ashley said to me, Jenny, what if working things out and giving him a second chance is the only way that he'll know God. And that just, I, I knew that's what I had to do. And so at the conference that weekend, everything that was said were just messages of hope Mm -hmm. and forgiving those who hurt you. And Mm -hmm. really it, you know, changed our lives and our marriage. Honestly, he came home or we came home and started going to counseling and, working on things and going to church as a family. And two and a half years later, we're still going to church as a family. He's now a Christian Mm. and God's just really worked in our lives and our marriage. It's not been easy, I will say, but it's, it kind of was the rock bottom that we needed to, to realize how important Mm -hmm. our marriage and our family was and that we needed to prioritize it. So is that breaking point? Yes, for sure. So from that point, we started doing weekly date nights and we still do. We have a date night tonight. Every Wednesday we do date night. And so that's been something that has been huge for us. Mm-hmm. Even when we've, you know, faced budget, you know, redoing our budget, it's something that's stuck because it's, it's just spending that time together. I mean, yeah. our lives are so busy just taking time to go mm-hmm. have dinner together and be able to talk is great for our marriage. Um, what you said about kind of hitting rock bottom and that breaking point makes me think of Ann Voskamp's book, The yes. Broken Way. So I've only read snippets of it. I haven't read the whole thing. I would like to, but I know she talks a lot about just that there's so much power in the breaking. Obviously, there was power in the breaking of Jesus's body on the cross that yes. covered our sin, but the ground breaks to bring life as oh, far yeah. as food and flowers and all kinds of things. Right. And a lot of time there is power in that breaking point when we realize our desperation for him. And sometimes, you know, I think we might pray for people for years and years and years, and that might not come until there is that moment of realizing just, God, I can't do this without you. Yes. Right. So my friend, Laura, I've become friends with her since all Mm -hmm. of the power sheets. Mm -hmm. And I remember at, um, that first influence conference when, um, I met her in person and I actually told her that her power sheets helped me to know God. Mm. We've kind of developed a friendship over the years. So she does this conference called making things happen. Mm-hmm. And I actually attended it and to go along with her book, make mm-hmm. things happen. It was actually before I thought okay. she'd done it for several years before. And then, and then the book wrote came. a book just to get it out the word out to the awesome. masses, I guess. Yeah. But she had told us that, um, she went through something similar with her husband, Ari, that he was Jewish and she was a Christian and coming Mm -hmm. into her faith. And it was a very hard point in their relationship. And something similar happened where he, she was praying for him and praying hard. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he ended up converting to become a Christian. But I had told her at that point that I was struggling and I was going to church alone and she actually called me and prayed with me over the phone and Mm. sent me a book and just 
was so sweet. Uh, but I love hearing those messages of hope because that's such mm-hmm. a hard place to be as a wife when, yeah. you know, you're not on the same page. So. Right. And I love women building up other women. Yes. You know, we live in this age of social media and it's hard. I'm sure, yes. you know, your business is online. So I'm sure it's really difficult to look at all these other successful business owners, oh, yes. even though you are incredibly successful and well, you're only a few years into it. But I'm sure that it's difficult, oh, yes. you know, and it, for all of us, because again, we show the best, hide yes. the rest. And right. so I love when women are building other women up, man, it just, it makes me happy. Yes. I love it. So kind of practically when you and Court were going through this transition from our marriage is falling apart to, okay, we are going to commit to start going to church together and to work on this. Mm-hmm. What did that look like? We um, just really committed to start going to church together. Mm -hmm. We did see a Christian marriage counselor, which helped, and she would pray with us at the end of our session, but nothing out of the ordinary for Mm -hmm. our counseling session. And realistically, I just left it up to God. I tried to just be an example and a light to him. Mm-hmm. And that was not pressure. Right. Him. I just tried to, he's, he doesn't do well with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's kind of how honestly he became an atheist. His, we had a friend that told him at one point that he wouldn't be happy unless he knew God. And that kind of spun him in the opposite direction. And he's the kind that will like fight tooth and nail if you try to pressure him into something. Mm-hmm. And so I've just kind of left it up to God. But none to, of us like to be pressured in, right. into anything. I right. mean, and really, if we're honest, I think sometimes I want to be my husband's Holy Spirit, and that's not what I need to be. Yes. I need to let God do that work exactly. and me be the wife. So. Yes, exactly. All right, so do you have any like books or podcasts or sermons or really anything that you would recommend that's just life-giving? I really love the book Present Over Perfect by mm-hmm. Shauna Nyquist. And Make It Happen by Laura Casey. Both of those, I really love things that helped me to be intentional. Yeah. Podcasts as well. I love mm-hmm. motherhood podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the God-Centered Mom I listen to a lot. Yes, I love I your like podcast. Her. Oh, but anything you. that really helps me to be intentional, I feel like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I like to, well, I'm not using the, the car line right now, but that was a favorite time for me to mm-hmm. listen to sermons or just mentally prepare myself to go from my work day to being Having intentional the kids, with yeah. my kids mm-hmm. and loving them well. And so I, I really love that. I love Shauna and Laura especially because they are businesswomen. Yeah. But they really prioritize their families and mm-hmm. what matters most in life. And right. it's not all business. So And it really comes down to intentionality right. with everything. Your, right. With your relationship with God, with your marriage, with your kids, with your friendships. Yes. And again, I love that book as far as being present over perfect because it's not about getting it perfectly right because none of us are going to. No. We're going to fall short. Life is messy. It's chaotic. Sometimes it's confusing and it's just not going to fit in that nice little box that sometimes, honestly, I want it to. Right. And it's just not going to. But I think being intentional is key for sure. Yeah. So do you have any pet peeves? (laughs) It's funny, but I... It drives me crazy when I'm stuck walking behind somebody that's walking very slowly and I can't get around them. <laughs> I had another person that the slow walker drove them crazy. Who was I, it? I'm a mover and a shaker and I like to get places. I don't like to walk slow behind people. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I think it was Lauren McAfee's um, podcast. I think that was her thing too. That's it was funny. slow walkers. I know. You guys Nothing else really way. bothers me as much as slow walking. Also, loudness in a car. I feel like my car is small and my kids get really loud. I have a, I have a thing with loud noises. Yeah. I don't know. 
But you have two kids, so they oh. do get loud. Oh, yeah. I wish that I could wear earplugs in the car, but I can't. I think that's illegal. <laughs> Is it? I'm not sure. I don't think what about headphones? headphones? I don't think you can wear headphones, can what? you? While you're driving? <gasps> I Maybe. don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. Well, I mean, I like, could. I mean, I use earbuds to listen to things when I direct you and I do that. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. Oh. Maybe. Maybe you're right. I mean, I never, ever have done that before. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You mean while you're sitting in the car line? Of course, that's, when, that's exactly that's what I meant. <laughs> so how does your family and you personally like to have fun and how do you personally like to recharge? We love to go to the lake. That yeah. has been one of our favorite things. Mm-hmm. It's new to us. We just got a boat in the spring um, and we would go on the weekends with friends mm-hmm. and have fun. But then on Wednesdays, which was a day off for me over the summer, mm-hmm. we would go out just the four of us Aww. and we'd have so much fun together just uh, playing yeah. with the kids. And it's really a time mm-hmm. where nobody's in front of electronics. Yes. Um, I agree. We don't get reception. Mm-hmm. We just play. Isn't and, that nice? Yes. I kind of wish that, you know, that used to be a thing when cell phones were a little more new that you didn't get reception a lot of places. Yeah. And now I feel like there's not a lot of places that. No. Cell phone towers have gotten better, and I'm kind of mad about it. I like, know. man, we need time to. I know. I should have more self control. So yes. that's really what it's about. <laughs> I'm definitely in need of the recharging time and finding something new in this season, though, mm-hmm. because now that lake season is over and yeah. school is back in session and things are crazy, I feel like we're doing a lot of sitting around the house and just. Yeah. I do. Do you guys uh, bike ever? We don't, but I had never been to Turkey Mountain. My sister introduced me to Turkey yeah. Mountain over the summer. Yes. And we just got a puppy this weekend. And oh, so we're kind of considering so for... What kind of puppy did you get? A golden doodle. This is like a new... Didn't you just lose your other yes, puppy? Yes. Well, we had intended to surprise the kids with a golden doodle for Christmas. That was our big plan. Gotcha. And then our puppy of 14 years um, passed away a couple of weeks ago. And we've just been heartbroken over it. I didn't realize how hard mm. that loss would be. I mean, it was tough. I I tough. don't think I've cried that much in a really long you time. You know, my first heartbreak, I was 11. My my Black Lab Smokey died, and it truly was my first major heartbreak. I was devastated. Oh, I know. It was awful. I mean, everyone in our family was devastated. And so, But a puppy kind of helped. Oh, my goodness. She's perfect. And we, she's a golden doodle? Yes. We oh, love her. Is she golden? She's, she is black. Oh, okay. So don't I didn't change. know there could be black gold I didn't either, I mean, it really. makes sense. Yeah. But. Um, her mom was a standard black poodle, and then her dad is a golden retriever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. our puppy who passed away, Dolce, was black with a white dot on her chest. Mm-hmm. And Evie is our new dog. And she's going to be huge. She's a standard golden doodle. Mm-hmm. But she has the same. She's black with a white dot on her chest. Oh, and so we, we've loved playing with her. So anyway, about Turkey Mountain... Um, just trying to discover new things to do and get outside and mm-hmm. kind of the same vibe as the lake. We're just doing a fun activity as a family. Yeah. Hopefully we can start taking her on the hiking trails and, um, spend more time relaxing right. in that way. We're all about getting outside, getting exercise. Yes. We all have bikes. And so that's kind of our big thing now is we go on bike rides, um, around here, or we'll take them over to some trails and that's go on nice. bike rides and, that's pretty, that's been really fun. That is Now really that fun. they're both at an age where they can yes. ride bikes without training wheels and we can go and, right. you know, it's kind yeah. of fun. I've so. been telling my husband that we need to do that. Uh, there's a lot of bike riders on the trails around Turkey Mountain. Right. And so 
We'll definitely try that with the kids as well. Mm-hmm. Just trying to get outside while the weather's I nice. I mean, my, my bike was from Walmart. Yes. My parents gave it to me for Christmas, but I yes. mean, it was just... If a, a beach cruiser, would that be weird to go? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Ride some trails with a beach cruiser? I, I think don't know. It, I think it's fine. I think it's totally fine. <laughs> so funny. what's kind of a word of advice that you would just want other women to know, whether it's business or practical or spiritual, what's something, a nugget that you would want to leave with everybody? I feel like as women in general, mother or not, mm-hmm. that it's our tendency to take care of everybody else and everything else before ourselves. So my word of, of advice would just be to do something today for yourself, whether that's taking a few minutes you know, locked in the bathroom alone (laughs) or taking time to exercise or meeting a friend for lunch or dressing in a cute outfit. Just do something that makes you feel good. Preferably from Gray Monroe. Yeah. Right. (laughs) They're awesome. But just, it, it will help improve your mood. And I feel like I was definitely a better wife and mom when I took out small, you know, nuggets in my day to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. It is so, important. It is sure. very important. So good. if there's one thing you can do today, do something for yourself. That's good. <laughs> well, Jenny, thank you so much for just coming and talking with us and encouraging us and sharing your wisdom and your story. And thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. Also a big thank you to everyone who joined us. Hopefully you are not listening with headphones on while driving. Apparently that's a big no, no. And hey, if you want more information on Jenny and Gray Monroe, just head over to good old Instagram and you can find lots of details there. If you are an entrepreneur who likes hearing how other entrepreneurs think, you might also enjoy episode number four with Lisa Pinnell, who's a mom inventor and founder of a baby product company. Honestly, every episode is my favorite. I can't choose just one. Last week, my friend and pastor's wife, Amy Groeschel, shared all kinds of wise nuggets that really stirred up my heart. Before that was Gina Postier talking about her journey of infertility and adoption. Before that was Lauren McAbee sharing some exciting insight about Museum of the Bible. Before that was Cindy Beale telling the powerful story of redemption within her marriage. You guys, I might just need to start over at number one and listen to them all again because they're so good. You can find them all at The Messy Table in iTunes where you can also subscribe and leave a comment. I'd love to hear what you think. You can also find the conversation notes and resources mentioned in today's episode at jenjewel.com. As always, feel free to share or send to a friend. And lastly, I want to leave us all with an official quote from Ann Voskamp's book, The Broken Way, since I kind of botched it up earlier. The seed breaks to give us the wheat. The soil breaks to give us the crop. The sky breaks to give us the rain. The wheat breaks to give us the bread. And the bread breaks to give us the feast. There once was even an alabaster jar that broke to give him all the glory. So as you go about your day, as you huddle together at your own tables this week, don't be afraid of a little mess because that is exactly where God is at work. Mm-hmm.